Greetings from your Fool and Scholar duo, the creators of The White Vault, Travis and Caitlin. Today we are excited to bring you the first episode of The White Vault Artifact, our first spin-off miniseries. The story of Artifact follows Oxford doctoral candidate Marion Sutton as she is charged with the examination of a mysterious object. Artifact builds upon the world of the White Vault, and while it's not required to understand the full story, it's a movie-length addition that adds value, mystery, and horror to the show. Artifact was released last year to our Patreon, and later released for purchase on our website, thewhitevault.com. We know some of our listeners are disappointed when we showcase our pay-for-access works, but we do this because we are independent, small-time creators, and this is how we support creating the free content you enjoy. We really appreciate the opportunity to work full-time on podcasting. In a way, we work full-time for you. Creating podcasts means little without an audience of amazing fans to enjoy and support our work, and that's why we want you to know how you can help, and that you are truly making this show possible. If you enjoyed this short episode and want access to the full artifact story, you can get access by becoming a member on our Patreon or by purchasing the story off our website. Members of our Patreon also get access to the most recent White Vault miniseries spinoff, Imperial, a recording of our live show, The White Vault Ashore, an upcoming musical rendition, and more great content. If you can't help in this way, consider leaving a positive review or telling your friends about our podcasts. Now, enough talk. We hope you enjoy this piece of The White Vault Artifact. Artifact number 2011.000. April 17th, 1043. Recording number one. This is Marion Sutton, doctoral student, free labor. (laughs) I've been assigned to begin the research on an artifact. Honestly, I've been on hold for my doctoral work for a while now. And... I think my advisor just wants me to work on something while he's on sabbatical. Also, if I do the work, the uni gets some of that sweet, sweet grant money. And hopefully some of that can swing my way once my thesis work starts back up again. I'll edit this part out before submitting for the archive. This is a recording for the additional documentary archive for new incoming artifact currently deemed ART 2011.000. Much of the intake work was done over the last hour and a half. This is the collected summary of that work. Now for the background on the item. Recently presented to the University of Oxford by an anonymous donor, at least anonymous to me, supplied along with significant and very specific grant money, apparently someone really wants this thing studied. Some money up front for the study, most of it available upon delivery of the information, artifact presented with no provenance or background, but sent with the typed letter from the anonymous donor, stored and carefully shipped in archival quality containers, the expensive shit, 
No project name, no dig number, no site number, no collection number, no catalog number. Item to be archived accordingly. Preliminary visual assessment. Carved skeletal remains of currently undefined origin, depicting an animal or creature. Some red pigment in the carved recesses. On that note, here's the typed letter from the donor the university received. To whom it may concern, I received this object recently from a deceased family member. It is important that I learn what I can about this object, as it is all I have left of my beloved aunt. Sadly, I am without information on the object to hasten your studies, but I believe the university fully capable of uncovering more than I possibly could. I understand this is unorthodox, but I'm sure she would not mind the object being in your capable hands. Your department may keep the item or donate it to a museum collection upon completion. I am interested in the information more than the object itself. It is my hope that the Department of Archaeology will accept my grant under the condition that information is supplied on the artifact. A sum has been allocated for its study, and a greater sum to be released upon delivery of the information. In addition to this letter, a great sum of money and a more detailed letter were sent directly to the department head, who assigned out the job of studying this artifact to moi. I was given express directions to record my findings in both print and audio, which is new for me, but easy to do. <laughs> Finally, taking that step into the 21st century. <laughs> yes, come in. Are you on the phone? Yes and no. <laughs> Can I help you? I thought this was the room for the lecture on GPR. They moved it upstairs. Okay, thank you. Sorry to have bothered you. Sorry. All right. <clears throat> I've already input all the limited known information into the catalog and assigned the artifact number. I've adhered the tag with Paraloid B-72. After checking that its original packaging was undamaged and suitable for archival storage, it was decided that it will be stored in the box when it's not being studied. I've taken a few pictures and uploaded them to the documents file. I've also printed out a few to take with me to the library. ART 2011.000 Weight and dimensions are as follows. Total 328 grams it Feels heavy for bone. Total length of 20.8 centimeters from tail tip to tusk tip. Main body length of 15.4 centimeters. Varying width from narrowest 5 millimeters to widest 4 centimeters. Visual description. It appears to be made of bone with a type of pigment in the recesses but more detailed studies will be undertaken over the examination of the object. The carvings are very precise and appears to be carved into the shape of a mythical animal or a hybrid of animal features. 
It has four legs, a tail, a head, and tusks. The back legs appear to be clawed flippers. The front legs are short stubs with long fingers that curl up past the long snouted chin. The jaw is ridged with triangular teeth, and two of the teeth protrude outward from the mouth as tusks reaching three centimeters from the tip of the snout. The eyes are pointed ovals and are greatly recessed into the carving. The tail of the carving is approximately five centimeters in length, triangular in shape, with a thick base and rounded point at the end. There appear to be ribs carved into the abdomen area. Personal note. It's certainly been well-preserved, so much so I doubt the validity of the object to some extent. It's also unpleasant to look at. The quality of the carving is great, but the carving... Something you'd see put up around Halloween. But it is depicted clearly, so I can hopefully get some name for the thing. Initial reaction is to classify it as some kind of Native American or First Nations object, as this is the closest visual approximation I can make now, until I hit the books. I don't have a focus on these areas or cultures, but I know of a few postdocs from a couple years ago I can shoot an email out to for preliminary consultations. I think Sam's out in Calgary now. That's all for now. I have a tutoring session I have to get to. We hope you enjoyed the first episode of The White Vault Artifact. If you would like access to more great content, consider joining our Patreon. Once we reach 350 members, we will also release our special project, The White Vault, a musical. For now, we're hard at work on Season 3, scheduled for release this October. So until then, travel safe out there.